Welcome to the family. I'm Cassie Schrader sitting in for Tom today, and we have... L.A. Nick. Alex Brant-Bernard Rasmussen. And Andy Brant-Bernard. And we have a special guest coming up, David Adamovich. We're going to be talking the world's largest collection of serial killer memorabilia, which is going to be very interesting. So we're going to take a quick commercial break and be right back. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Well, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. We are back here with the family. I'm Cassie, sitting in for Tom. I know there's really no good Christmas song to come into this. I was going to say, but we have have David Adamovich, who um, has the world's largest serial killer memorabilia collection. Now, you think, well, what would somebody want with something, you know, like... A letter from Charlie Manson, or I mean, it, but he, it is a huge market. I know a lot of them. them do art in jail. They they paint stuff in prison. Yes, and then they get so yeah. so. David, how are you today? I'm fine, thank you, and thanks for calling in. Um, yeah, so like, I find this so fascinating because I I don't understand the fascination. I mean, I understand the fascination with serial killer, like the case itself, but to want to collect stuff. Like, um, you know, bloody shirts. I mean, there were people going up. Um, I believe, wasn't it the Valentine's Day murder with, um, oh, gosh. I'm trying to think of the gangster's name now. They were dipping, like, t- uh, uh, their um, handkerchiefs in the blood of oh, the victims outside. That might have been Bonnie and Clyde. Maybe it could have been Bonnie and Clyde. I, I think so, yeah. But it's like, wh- why would you want to have hold on to something like that? So, um, now, what kind of collection do you have, or do you? Ha- is there like a museum, or is this stuff that people can purchase, or what? Wow, a little of everything. Oh, okay. Um, I I purchased the collection from a friend of mine who mm-hmm. was the actual collector. So 
this day, technically, you might refer to me as the curator of uh, the collection. Okay. I am not necessarily and personally interested mm-hmm. in being a collector of almost anything uh, other than knives, because I'm a knife thrower. But outside of that, I, I have amassed here, I have this collection of like 20, maybe 25,000 pieces, Jeez. including 9,000 letters, mm-hmm. etc., there's artifacts, there's yearbooks, there's paintings, there's, uh, you know, artifacts like Heaven, Heaven's Gate bed. It goes on and on. But you were asking why someone might do it. I can only answer that by saying, who knows? Because there are people out there that collect salt shakers, butter mm-hmm. dishes, anything imaginable. And you go in their house and there'll be like hundreds of these things all over the place. Well, I- What's Fascination? I don't know. Well, I can so. say I, I'm actually a collector myself, but I collect only things that are one-off. So that would be in this realm, because everything that from a serial killer would only be a one-off item. Mm-hmm. So if it's only a one-off item, and I can fully document where it came from, when it where when it was made, there are the two, two things you have to have: a when and a where, and a who. So if you can yeah. document those three things, to me, I want it because I know no one else has it. It's one of one, so I have to have it because no one else can have it. <laughs> well, yeah, because I'm like I'm I'm looking at some of the things that you have. You have a ch- a paint chip, a paint chip from Ted Bundy's uh, death row cell, and that is a one off. Where else are you going to find a paint chip from Ted Bundy's cell that he had on death row? Um, one thing that I've always uh, wondered though is something like this: Do you ever get backlash? from the victim's family to say you are, you know, exploiting this, you're exploiting my my son or daughter's death or, you know, trying to make money. I mean, do you ever get any backlash from the other side of the coin? No, I haven't haven't personally, but Mm -hmm. there's a great documentary that you can see on YouTube. I think it's called Collectors. Mm -hmm. It features one of the, the... the premier collectors and like the grandfather of murderabilia, his name is Rick Staten. And in that movie, there is uh, Elma Wayne Henley's art that was up for sale. And someone came along, bought the art, then brought it out to the street, poured gasoline on it, and burned it. Oh. Because he wanted to get any such item off the market as he felt it was exploiting the victims. Now, personally, it hasn't happened to me. Um, although a couple of years ago, we, we loaned 100 pieces of this art to a haunted house show in New York City. And from the day the show opened to the day that it closed, there were people outside picketing. Uh, basically, the point that you brought up about victims' rights being violated. And the, the people that borrowed the art from us and put it in their exhibit couldn't have been happier. Because mm-hmm. it brought in all the news and radio Jeremy and press. TV people. You know, for days they were out there picketing, and every day there was another news item going on about it. Well, you could but, you could put it all yeah, in one just, place and give the money to victims' charities. Mm-hmm. Right, that that could be. Um, but I just want to say, from my point of view, what I have, what I purchased, is is probably well past the time of many of those victims and their families, because you're probably a couple generations into this stuff already. Right, so they're all dead. Uh, so yeah, I mean it. The initial hurt is long gone, although it never goes away. Mm-hmm. But for me, I look at what I have as having a historical value. And 
you know, people can look at it. Uh, there's 9,000 letters. I'm sure there's some doctoral program somewhere in psychology that someone might just say, hey, I want to dig into the mind of Robert Bardo. And, uh, okay, I have 20 volumes of three-ring binders of letters from Robert Bardo. Wow. Uh, you know, Saldivar, Manson, it goes on and on and on. Uh, 24 years of David Berkowitz letters. There's probably some evolution of David Berkowitz along those 24 years and 400-something letters that someone might be able to dig into. So, for me, I hope the historical value and the educational value of what's there can do some good. You know, Manson kind of scanned his way into the serial killer world. <laughs> He's not really a serial killer. He's just He was just some dude right. that... that Talked people into stuff. Like, he <laughs> I know. really got he really got lucky getting into that. Although I have a feeling he probably has. No, I don't think so. I think he may have killed a per not out of like a serial killer mind, but you know, like a crime of circumstance. Type I think of he thing. was too much. I think he was too much of a coward to ever killed anybody but himself. Yeah. But I think it would be fascinating to. Um, see these letters and kind of get inside of a serial killer's mind as an educational purpose, like David said, uh, to just kind of see what kind of psychosis these people have. Oh, yeah. It's Uh, mind-boggling. Yeah. I mean, and some of the artwork that they do is kind of... I just think Manson was a fraud. David, are you there? Yes, I am. I'm I'm Oh, okay. It sounded like you faded out there for a second. Um, no, I'm here. So, do the uh, with the like the letters. I think the letters are, like I said, are very fascinating. Do do any like um, educational institutions um, ask to look at them? Like, if they're doing, if they have like a psychology class or something like that, is that something that's like an education could use to? Um, yes, absolutely. And I'm I'm I keep telling myself I need to get a list of all these schools and send them a note of what I have and see if they're interested in it. But I just haven't got to it yet, and maybe this radio interview will inspire me to get up and do that. Yeah, well, I mean, even, like, even I would even go to, say, like, the FBI, like, you know, criminal profiling and, and stuff like that to really, because, I mean, you, you know, you have the, the John Wayne Gacy's of the world, the Ted Bundy's of the world, and, you know, you don't really see that much anymore. But uh, it's scary. I have a feeling we're going to have a resurgence of serial killers. Like I think these. they're out there. You just don't know. There's so many. There's so many unsolved murders. There's literally it's endless. The mm-hmm. number's crazy. So you, we don't know. There's there's just not getting caught. Yeah, but I mean, I but he has also a historical. I mean, like he has Jack Ruby's tuxedo shirt. Jack Ruby, the guy who shot Oswald for shooting Kennedy. I mean, that is such a historical moment yeah, I'm in, surprised in America. that's not in Smithsonian or something. I know. Now, yeah. that wasn't the, was that the shirt that he was wearing? Or? No, it was, uh, it was his, Jack Ruby's brother uh-huh. uh, cut Jack Ruby's shirt into little, like, one-inch squares and sold them off. Oh, <laughs> God. It was, it was pure propaganda yeah. and, and, you know, Greed. a profiteering. Greed, yeah. Yeah. So that's where that piece of shirt came from. But I do have... Uh, letters and a signed photograph from N. Mc, uh, I think his name is N. McDonald, who was the cop that captured Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, and so there's wow. a picture of him, a signed photo of him holding the gun that he took from Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, that's got to be worth something. Yeah, there's you know cool stuff other than the serial killers. There's stuff related to famous murders in there as well. Well, yeah, because I. Um because I can't imagine, like, if, if Jackie's uh, 
I don't know what you want to call it. It wasn't a dress, but her her suit that she was wearing. I mean, can you imagine if that got, you know, kind of on a, not a black market, but not like, isn't it in like a, they have it put away somewhere, her dress that she wore during the assassination of JFK? I honestly don't know. Yeah, oh, I, I swear I heard something, not like a, it's not you know, put up in a museum or anything like that. But um, that, you know, some of that stuff could probably, I mean, that would be highly collectible today. I mean, obviously not back right when it happened. But but I like how, like, you have Charles Manson's signed Spider-Man comics. So <laughs> was he into Spider-Man? Well, uh, no, let's put it this way. Charlie Manson was quite in love with himself and his signature and his photos and everything oh. else. And anything that anybody would send him, he would sign and send back. Oh, that's... And in return, they would be sending stamps and uh, money for his commissary. See, huh. if, if so, you know the backstory of Charles Manson, he was trying to become a rock star. Yeah. And nobody wanted him. And if you follow his story, he, he's kind of a fraud as a serial killer. I mean, he never killed anyone himself, ever. Yeah. So he just had a bunch of young girls that he talked into doing stuff. I don't know. It's kind of a sham... Because mm-hmm. I, I don't consider him in the rest of the category of serial killers. Because he never killed anyone. Right. He, he would just be an infamous murderer, or actually uh, a conspirator. Yeah, yeah. As you said, he, right, he never really murdered anyone. A cult himself. leader. He was a cult leader. But he, was, he was a cult leader. That's yeah, what he, he was. A cult leader. Entirely different category. Yeah. Yeah. But um, now, like John Wayne Gacy, there's a John Wayne Gacy signed true crime card, and it, now they tore his house down. Correct. The house that yeah. he committed. Wasn't there people like trying to take bits and pieces of the house itself? That wouldn't surprise me at all. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm just not like, at all. To me, I just I find that so. Uh, like, I why would you want that in your people, home? People, I went to Auschwitz concentration camp in Poland, and people try to pick up bones. There's there's fields and fields of ash burnt bones. People try to steal them. Really? Yes. They have mm-hmm. security guards and tell you, do not touch the ground. You will be thrown out. Because people try to steal the bones. I mean, there is a fascination with it, that's for sure. I mean, I, I love true crime. I'm fascinated with um, uh, the mind of a serial killer. What what drives them? And you know, and then they have the people that like to collect. And it is, it is a part of history. I mean, John Wayne Gacy... Uh, you know Ted Bundy, all those guys—they are a fixture in in Americana. I mean that that they're part of it. It's they a are. history. Um, but I would rather see some stuff like this be used for educational purposes. I think they should put it all in one location and give all the like a museum and give all the money to victims. Mm-hmm. That I I would see a huge benefit to that for myself. Yeah. You know, because but. Yeah, I mean, so what is, David, what is probably the most fascinating piece that you have that you were pretty excited to get or acquire in your collection? Oh, I I had, this collection came in about 100 boxes, and it wasn't (laughs) organized at the time. And as we were digging through, like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, and we'd find all kinds of things. And I guess two of the weirdest things, uh, there's the, I'll, I'll use the word sister knife because I can't, I don't know how else to describe it, but there was a particular very long knife that O.J. Simpson bought from uh, some Ross Cutlery. Mm-hmm. And we have the identical knife bought from the same dealer. And O.J. bought that knife just, I think, a week or so before the murders. Wow. So it's clear. Looked at this knife, you'd understand why those heads were, were literally severed. 
And the other interesting thing is I have a letter from Sing Sing from um, the Birdman of Alcatraz. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, his name is slipping my mind right now. Um, oh, gosh. I can't, I, I, normally it's the tip of my tongue. But it was a guy who was known as the Birdman. And this is a, uh, a letter that he was writing to someone describing to that person what was wrong with his birds. It was mm. just really fascinating, because it was a great movie with Burt Lancaster. Yeah. Well, wow. Yeah, that, there might be some to that O.J. Knife thing, because there's oh, been... Robert. there's uh, oh, sorry, Robert Stroud. I just remember, the name came to me. I didn't want to forget it. Robert Stroud was the Birdman. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Right. No, well, it was just funny how you mentioned that knife uh, with O.J., because there's been talks, you know, that his son was possibly involved, and his son was a sous chef who had would carry chef knives with him. He would have, because he would go, I think he kind of worked in multiple restaurants, so he would bring, so there was, there might be some play to that, because, um, yeah, there had been, it had been a pretty sharp knife to do whatever happened to Nicole and uh, Ron Goldman there. But um, yeah. we are out of time. Um, I find, like I said, I find this stuff fascinating. Now, you have a website. It's SerialKillerMurderBilia.com. I will post that in today's show link. Um, is there any, do you have a, a social media presence, like a Facebook page or anything that people can find you easier on? I think all of it is Serial Killer Murderabilia, whether huh. it's uh, Facebook or the website or any of the, you know, Instagram, it's all the same thing. That's good. Marketing yeah. across the board. That's right. So yeah, if you're if you're interested in seeing now you have pictures and stuff uh on the website of some of the things that you have, correct? Yes. Perfect. Yes, a lot of pictures. Okay, well, yeah, if people are interested, they can go to SerialKillerMurderBilia.com, take a look and see what you have, what you've curated for, for your collection. But thank you so much for your time, David. You're welcome, and thank you for calling me. That's yep. your show. Okay, happy holidays. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy. So you're splitting the tab at lunch or pitching in on a gift for a coworker. Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The XCheck app brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The XCheck app. Simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. XCheck. Safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof. That dream can come true. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. 
Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. There's really not any Christmas <laughs> about murder. Well, well, I'm sure there is. Like I said, Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Yeah. Those serial killer four-legged freaks. Yeah. Like to run you off the road. There's a Such song a about everything. I'm sure there's a song about a Christmas murder. Christmas murder. Well, when we were talking about drugs in the first hour, there were, you know, they yeah, had, murder. did you see that Christmas sweater that was a third-party seller on Walmart.com? <laughs> what? Yeah, there was a picture, or it was a sweater. Of, you know, the ugly Christmas sweaters. Mm-hmm. It had Santa Claus and in the front. There was a table, and he had three lines of blow, and he had a straw in one hand. <laughs> and it said, like, White Christmas or Let It Snow or something what like that. What the hell? Yeah, there, actually, yeah. I think there was two different versions. That's not appropriate. Yeah, White can't. Christmas and Let It Snow. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, well, there's, you got to be in touch with the people. There are, you know, there are people that have drug problems that well, it's need not, a sweater. It's actually not even drug problems. Like, my generation would find that funny. Yeah. Even though we don't do drugs anymore, I find we'd still it funny, relate it to it. I just Santa's so pure and magical. You got to make him. So, so is that cocaine? cocaine. <laughs> horrible, horrible. Like pure and pure and magical. magical. They go hand in hand. No, oh, no. Santa's yeah. sober. Thank you very much. Yeah. How come I, everybody? Oh, that, I thought they then they don't they leave whiskey for him or something. Milk, but you know, close. Well, I thought my family left whiskey. Of no, my my family left Coca Cola because Santa was lactose intolerant by the time uh, he got to our house. I think my grandfather <laughs> left J and B Scotch. We're gonna leave water out for him because we don't have milk at our house. Oh, mm. and last year, Fun picked broccoli and cashews to leave out because we're like, you pick mm-hmm. what to leave for Santa. And she picked that? broccoli and cashews. <laughs> was it still there the next day? No, we. <laughs> We Kids love broccoli and cashews. I'm very interested to see what she chooses this year. Although we have four cats, so I have a feeling Santa's going to get a juice box this year. Because yeah. yeah. otherwise the cats will be... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you leave a cup of water on the counter, not even 30 seconds later, you turn around, one of the cats is on the counter with their head see, in your cup. My, no. my cats would never jump on any counter or table. I would have a hard Who still well, believes at your well. house? Hmm? Who still believes in Santa at your house? The two youngest. The How old are they? Eight. Ten, ten and seven. Ten and seven. Okay. Yep. So. What is the average age? Like 10, 11, 12? I was going to say right around 12. T- yeah. I would yeah. say 12. Well, with my kids, it was 12. Yeah, I think it I depends s- on, like, I held out. I think for me, it was like 10. <laughs> I held out as long as I possibly Maybe could. Nine. Well, I was told if you stop believing in Santa, you won't get any gifts from him. So I oh. still believe in Santa. Yeah, exactly. Hint, hint, Dave. <laughs> Andy Andy knew young, and my mom was like, "If you tell your sister, mm-hmm. I will end you." It, you know, I I had to talk with you know. Let me hold on. I'm going to preface this. Okay, if there are kids in the room, shoo them out, or listen to this later when you're alone. Um, I once my two oldest found out. Um, they actually weren't disappointed. I was worried about the disappointment. Mm. And I just explained to him, I said, look, did it make your Christmas brighter? Did it make it more magical for you? Yes. I said, then there you go. Yeah. You know, it, it, it enhanced your Christmas experience. And I said, when you have kids, you're going to relive that over again, but yeah. through an adult's eyes. 
and it's fun. Doing all the work. And <laughs> doing all the work. But just having that fun. Um, you know, we have Clyde in our house, who's our elf on the shelf. Oh, yeah. We were like, should we do an elf well, on the shelf kid, this year? Do your kids actually know what Christmas is? Yeah, they do. Okay. Yeah, the celebration of uh, the birth Jesus. of Jesus. Little baby a Jesus. Lot, a lot of, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's some people think that's a dumb question, but a lot of people actually do not know that. Well, well and a lot of people don't even celebrate Christmas for that reason. Like, it, I know some agnostic people that mm-hmm. don't talk about anything religious, but they still celebrate Christmas. Yeah, and even and even if you don't believe that Jesus Christ was the Son of God, I mean, the guy is one of the most famous people in the world's history, yeah. and our calendar is based on his life and death in every country in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the guy was pretty... Yeah. <laughs> pretty big deal. Pretty big deal. Well, actually, period. actually, <laughs> if you look up histor- if you look up historians and what they've discovered about the Bible, actually... Some people say with the calendar year, because they didn't have a 12-month calendar year back then. Right. And um, they base their their time on, you know, the sun. They base their stuff off the seasons. Sure. And clocks. there's actually been substantial evidence that possibly Jesus' actual birthday was more, uh, I want to say it was like. <clears throat> yeah, it was nowhere yeah, near Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah it wasn't like, like, yeah, his actual birthday is not. I think, I think that the commercial, the celebration the commercial world did the date mm-hmm. because it was their slow season. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. It's too cold, well, it nobody was. shopping. It was their slow yeah. season. So they're like, let's make it December 25th. Yeah. Well, that's fine, though, because the they, middle they of span winter. them out throughout the year. You got, you know, yeah. New Year's, then Valentine's Day, then Easter, then, you know, 4th of July. Well, you have Memorial Day, 4th of July. Well, then for it's people, Labor Day, then it's Halloween, then I, so you kind of, they're all spanned and, out and it, pro- it proves the commercial world did it because if you're really religious, Easter is way more important than Christmas. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. Easter is when you ro- is somebody rose from the dead and proved that they weren't human. Mm-hmm. And so that's like real, yeah. real Christians... Easter's the day. Like, mm. It is the day. Yeah, that's... The Son of God rises. I mean, that's it. Yeah. So Christmas is not as put, but Christmas is such a bigger thing than Easter yeah. because the commercial world made it bigger. And I think that's where the importance of, like, Santa Claus and, like, the Easter bunny and stuff like that comes in because it gives somebody who's not religious a reason mm. to still celebrate. You know what's weird is we, again, a few of children around, don't let them listen to this. We <laughs> do Santa, but the idea of the Easter Bunny freaks Dan and me both out. <laughs> that we did, we haven't done it. I'm like, we're going to have to eventually do it, maybe. I don't know, because we've just hidden eggs and she's done it. But I'm like, a giant rabbit that comes in your house and hides eggs? Freaky, That's why, what? It's That's weird. super weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> Santa is kind of weird, but well, I'm like, he's a jolly man who picked a, a, a giant rabbit like, that hides that, eggs like, none of it makes but, any sense i like to threaten my kids with krampus oh krampus is scary yeah. as hell yeah that's actually something you can be scared yeah. about. krampus is gonna come he's gonna beat you over your head throw him in a sack and then he's gonna eat you if you don't knock it off yeah <gasps> my it, we don't ever we've don't do like the you better behave because Santa's watching. Because I'm like I, that sounds scary to me. Like I don't want him like watching. Oh, it works so no. good. Though. I have no interest in oh. doing that. But um, I was talking about stocking stuffers. We were in the car the other day. I was like, Dan, what do you want in your stocking? And he's like, 
Cause you'll tell Santa, and I was, <laughs> you was completely like, forgot. <laughs> no, I got. My, I was like, yeah. My mom, <laughs> of course. my mom put a thing of real coal because we grew up in Philadelphia, and people actually still have coal furnaces. No, oh. and it's just a shiny black rock. But I got a chunk of coal in my stocking every year of my whole life. Oh my god! What, what stuff? Yeah, but I'd always get a chunk of coal too. Perfect to say that you you weren't perfect. You yeah, know, and oh I think I gosh. still have that coal. Just tons of coal. Kept it for good measure. Well, it's, actually, it's actually really pretty. It's a black, Keep shiny a rock. Keep going. <laughs> it's really yeah. pretty. Well, well, the good, the your, good stuff is very shiny. Your, it doesn't get your hands dirty or anything. It's no. a solid rock. Mm. Most people, when they think of coal, they think of charcoal. crappy coal. Like charcoal. That, yeah. This is yeah. a shiny black rock. You throw in your grill and throw some lighter yeah. fluid exactly. on it. Exactly. But the, if actually, Philadelphia still has coal for people with coal furnace. The coal guy comes and dumps it down a chute in your backyard. Huh. Still to this day in 2020. They're still burning coal in Philadelphia. I don't know. I just, I, I love Christmas. I love this time of year. I love the magic of it. I like it if you go to like New York City or Phil, that center city, Philly. You feel it. But you don't really feel it that much. What? I love Christmas. Here. I'm such a Christmas fan. Go to the fanatic. Mall of America. No, thank you. Hear, you. <laughs> you'll hear yeah, Mariah Carey's Christmas no song. You know, they're building a water park now. Yeah, I know. I yes, saw that. It's, it's been be, a huge like a 30, discussion on the Bloomington community page. $30 billion water park. Just what they need. Yeah, it's going to be like 335 yeah. million square feet or whatever it is. And it's going on the north side of the mall. So it's going to be by Ikea. Yeah. Which they do have that vacant, mm-hmm. all that parking and stuff. But yeah. I, it's ridiculous. Well, that's where they had a lot of talks of wanting to do the casino, is to put it there. But the state of Minnesota cannot negotiate the treaty with They should have done the it. They reservations. should have made Waukee a casino when it was we dilapidated. Can't, but we can't have a state-run casino. We it's, we have. Uh, it's part we, of. Uh, but they, Canterbury Park did it. They could have done it. They could have it, made it happen. I think I think Canterbury might be part on the reservation. I think they no, have a deal. They with have a the, deal. They give them a percentage. But that's all they had but to that, do. Because I think that's part of the reservation land. No. Are you sure? 100%. 100%. Not that far. Oh. 100%. I, I was I kept up on when they made that deal. Mm-hmm. And they made that deal. They gave the tribes a percentage. And they could have done the same. And the, the, the tribes were actually okay with the casino deal going downtown when it was getting proposed. They wanted that percentage. They were going to get a percentage for doing nothing. Because mm, I, I heard that the reason why is because it was going to take business away from the City didn't outlining want it. casinos no, that we had. City have. didn't want it. The city didn't want it. Yeah. Because you know how much revenue we could bring in I know. from a, a state-run casino? You know what's funny? Give pay for a stadium. I just was up in Philly visiting my parents, and I can't believe how many casinos are through Philadelphia now that are just, they're not, na- they're not native. They're just casinos. Hmm. And they have a lot of online gambling up there. It's legal. Really? Yeah. Well. Like they advertise on TV nonstop. Who knows? Well, there might yeah, there might be a new water park going up here in Bloomington. Is all we need is another water, indoor water park. Be cool, but all, <laughs> if it all broke and flooded out the whole mall, tidal oh, wave, washed yeah. it all away. It, it looked massive on the on the thing that they had. They you know how they always kind of do those architectural artist yeah, renderings of something, yeah. and I'm like, dang, that looks like an airplane hangar. It's oh, huge. it's massive. I have no interest in water parks. I have no. no interest in the Mall of America. Everyone, urine. everyone I knew that lived yes. outside, they're like, oh, because I grew up like five minutes from the Mall of America. It's like, you must go there all the time. I, and I'm yeah. like, no, I avoid that place like the plague. Well, that's like, I feel like if you live in Minnesota, people are like, do you go to the Mall of America all the time? I'm like, no, oh, absolutely second not. I walk in there, I start having a panic attack. 
I, if I'm going there for a purpose where it's Mm -hmm. like, I just have to go to this store and get this thing. Or like we took the kids to the Nickelodeon universe for Dan's birthday. And like, that was really fun because Nickelodeon universe was super quiet and early September. There was nobody there. And so it's like, if I'm going there for a reason, it's great. I would just never like my sister-in-law in the winter will just bring her kids and they'll just like walk around the mall. And I'm like, no. Yeah, it's no. ugh. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, I go no. there. I go there to go to see House of Comedy when I yeah. when I can get out. Mm-hmm. I go and I go up to the fifth floor parking ramp. Yeah, go, just right in. I know that's Comedy. the nice thing oh, about right House out. of Comedy. It's when just I, like you know, I moved here for the Mall of America. I, well, I didn't move here, but I came here originally for the Mall of America. I had a store for for a year, and I would go in in there in the middle of the night, like two o'clock in the morning, to do all my stuff, paperwork and stuff, and the amount of mice in there you you have no idea so i was on the first floor and across me was a cookie place i won't name the name of it but look all those planners mm-hmm. around two everybody it's 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 people are in there all night long yeah but around two o'clock it gets really quiet and most people are gone <clears throat> and all you'll see all these mice coming over the curves of all those planners now i'm not talking dozens I'm talking Jeez. hundreds, and mm. you'll see them all going in and out, all the food places. And the, the farther up you go, the least, the less there are. But they're on yeah. every floor. You go to the top, you'll see like ten running around. Where the first floor, there's hundreds running around, and there's a lot of mice in there. So I, I now I don't eat anywhere except the top floor. <laughs> no, there you go. Yeah, I just yeah, the Mall of America. It's not a fun pastime, at, you know. Uh, I'd rather. I'm one of those shoppers. I want to get in and get. Yeah, out. I'm not a like. I'm just gonna peruse. Well, I had to spend every day there for a year, so I hate it. And actually, the only place I've ever been mugged was at the Mall oh. of America. Yeah, I got walked at the store where the light rail is, and some guy come up, put a knife in my stomach. Oh yeah. Well, their slogan was the. Uh, we used to call it the place to run for your life, Mall of America, because that's like right when it opened. You remember starter jackets? Mm-hmm. Those were, like, huge, huge in the early 90s yeah. into mid-90s. And people were going there wearing their starter jackets, and they were getting mugged Rod. for their starter jackets because they were expensive. Yeah. You know, at the time, they were, like, a $100 jacket, which is probably equivalent to, what, 160 bucks now for a coat? Mm, maybe more. Um, but, yeah, and, of course, you know, you had all your NFL teams on there. And, they also I think they had a college line, but those weren't as popular. But, yeah, people were getting, like, stabbed. Or mugged for their Jeez. starter jacket. I think one guy got like mugged for his Adidas shoes that he I, had. I said no at first, but then the guy started pushing the knife in my stomach. Oh, so. well, yeah. Oh, what was he? What was he mugging you for? Your wallet? Whatever. I had money and my phone. Your drugs, your cocaine in your pocket. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. Didn't Dude, that, chill that, out, man. Just, just have a line of this. <laughs> that was uh, that was the only time I've ever been mugged in my life. Really? Yeah. Was that the Mall of America? Yeah. It. It brought a lot of crime into the city. I've been in some crappy neighborhoods, man. Yeah, it was. You know, I remember. I, I remember watching the Met State or Met Center get imploded, and watching that go down because they took down Met Stadium uh, before that. But yeah, I remember <coughs> watching, and that's where the North Stars played. Was at the um, Met Center, and I chased the guy. You and, did. Yeah, I chased the guy and called security at the same time. And then the cops, Bloomington cops, came. They caught up with me, and they like th- saying I was a co-conspirator that I robbed myself. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They really well, you did. You have that 
outlook about you, they Nick. They really did. They're like, Sorry we, to think, say. we think that you robbed yourself because the, the, obviously the money was from the business and oh, that he took. And I'm like, it's my business, dude. Like, yeah. Like, they, they go, we think you robbed your employer. I'm like, I don't have an employee, employer. Yeah. We think you robbed your employer. I'm like, I don't have an employer. I own the company. Oh, what are you even talking about? But that's where they went with it. Hmm. Well, we got to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. We'll probably talk some news and stuff. We're supposed to have a guest who haven't uh, gotten her on the phone yet, so hopefully she'll call in. But if not, we got some news to cover. Um, Adam Driver, obviously, who's big right now with the new Star Wars movie, he walked out on an NPR interview, so we'll find out why right after this commercial break. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry, this 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom, and I'm thrilled to let you know that for a very limited time, the ultimate weight loss program powered by Nutrimos is having an early holiday sale. Well, you'll receive 20 to 30% off the cost of the program. Shed those unwanted pounds and look great before the holidays get here. Lose 20 pounds or more. Consumer guarantee. See website for details, ultimatewl.com. Ultimate's plan is unlike any other weight loss program out there. With over 1 million pounds lost to date, and clients like me will tell you that this is a weight loss program that works. This plan is customized for each individual person, and the Ultimate Weight Loss staff will be there for you every step of the way. They helped me change my life, and they can help you too. Start to live your healthiest life and schedule an immediate consultation in their new Edina location or Plymouth with expanded hours. And look great for the holidays. Sale ends Saturday, November 9th. Call now and save. 763-333-7337. Well, just listen to this. It'll warm me up. I don't think so. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. I when I took Spanish in seventh and eighth grade, and you know, right before winter break, uh, with school, we would always have like these little Christmas parties. And in Spanish class, she played this the whole hour. Oh God! And I couldn't listen to Feliz Navidad for like, probably about more, ten years. There's more Spanish Christmas songs, lady. Can you speak Spanish? Huh? Uh. Muy un poco. Or is it poco? Poquito. Yeah. Or poquito? So, no. Very I little. 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 Yeah. Well, what was poco? I can't remember. Poco is small. Poquito is very poquito small. Poquito is okay. very small. I took Spanish from like, I don't even know, we used sixth to both, grade to college. We used to, to both be fluent in Spanish. Yeah. I was and pretty close I to fluent and now I can remember maybe get around. Well, they don't teach it the way they actually speak it. No, they don't. Yeah, not. it's like the... My son's taking German right now. Extreme proper So he version. walks around sounding like... He's like a German, like a Nazi. Oh. <laughs> it's weird. He's just, he, and, and it's funny, and he's so funny because he'll just, everyday things, he'll do it. He'll have, he'll speak it in English, but with a heavy German accent. It's very weird, but then he'll That's say. not the same thing as speaking German. No, but so. then he'll, but then he'll say German words, like uh. in her, like he's. Oh, that's, I, the <laughs> kids I used to nanny went to a um, Spanish immersion preschool 
and I'd pick them up from school and they would just be sitting in the back like like just mumbling nonsense mm-hmm. that sounded kind of Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, great, I'm glad it's working so well for you. Uh, does schools school still teach other languages? Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. have to take another language at in some high point. School? Yeah. In most schools, it, mm-hmm. maybe even in junior high, but in college, if you get a Bachelor of yeah, Arts, college, you have yeah. to take. Yeah. Not a Bachelor of Science, though. My high school mm-hmm. it was French and Spanish, like mm-hmm. most high schools. Mm-hmm. So oh. I took Spanish. Our guest is calling. Oh, well, talk to you yourselves. Oh, well, I've never taken another language since high school. I yeah. Now they make you. Which Spanish is Spanish is the most useful? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It translates to Italian. Translates to a lot of languages. Once For you know sure. a romance language, you can pretty much get, through. get yeah. the gist Figure of every other romance language. Yeah. I know, there's so many people that it's like, oh, they're taking Mandarin. I'm like, yeah, you'll use that all the time. Yeah. Actually, right now, you would. Well, it's I mean, it's the, the most, most profitable language to learn. It's the most spoken language in the world, but, but it usually in, stays in China, though. But yeah, exactly. For business reasons, you'll get a good job. But if you're not... Yeah, if you want to travel to Hong Kong... You'll get a good job. Yeah. If that's what you want for an American company to do, get a good job. but it's like yeah. I don't know. You can pay these... me enough to go back and forth to Hong Kong. I think my, whole my life. school had Latin. It was Latin or Spanish. We I took two, two years of Latin in junior high because we went to a Catholic <laughs> dead language. I remember learned. literally well, nothing. No, it's always good to learn. I had to go to Latin mass every day. We had to go to Latin mass. It was uh, like torture twice man. a year or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, Christmas I, and I, Easter they had Latin. I went mass. to a real Catholic school where you went to mass chapel every morning. We went to mass every it, Wednesday. It, it was all in Latin. What a waste of time of my life. Yeah, <laughs> it's good times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, I got the Adam Driver story. This is weird. Is our okay. guest not on? Uh, she, she won't be able to make it today, so okay. we're going to reschedule that. Ah, uh, well, so, there you go. That'll be fun to all just talk about the new year, the okay. Brady Bunch. I have a question that you mm-hmm. might know. Well, you don't have girls, so never mind. Well, I have stepdaughters. But they're, like, but young girls. Because Fawn got this little thing. She had a Christmas party yesterday at mm-hmm. school, and they did a gift exchange. And she got this little thing that was, like, an ornament, and it had, like, this little character on it and it said lol on it and i'm like lol I surprise yeah yeah what is that i haven't opened it and i kind of just new... want to donate it <laughs> what was it Polly pocket when we were kids yeah it's basically that you oh, open so it's it like up a little doll or and it's like you get a room and then a doll and you don't know which doll it's going to be so it's you it's know the, the oh. new Polly pocket because there were a bunch of them given in her class like because we... i mostly know about them because melissa when she worked at target during the holiday last year, that's like the thing like a huge for really, thing. really young oh, okay. girls. Yeah, because a like lot of... Polly Pocket or Mighty so Max for boys. Or... It's not full of drugs. No, no I know it's not full of drugs, <laughs> but I'm like, I just I just don't like like little toys that are just going to get lost and they're going to get played with her five seconds yeah. and we don't care about... like. I mean, like, honestly, I, when I was a kid, I had all that kind of stuff and <clears throat> I don't remember any of exactly. it. Exactly. It didn't and enhance like, my life And at my all. kids, like, we, we don't have very many toys at all. We try to be very minimal with toys and it's like they play with kinetic sand I had, most yeah. of the I time and i'm just Joe's. kind of like mm-hmm. <laughs> i gave our, after Joe, our gift that we brought to be size. given was little walkie talkies I like these tiny walkie talkies i'm like oh my god fun would love these and sage would think it was hilarious even though i'd have no idea what was going on yep. <laughs> well i had i had i loved my teddy ruxpin yeah, I had a re- Teddy Ruxpin re- too. Yeah, yeah, they revamped the Teddy Ruxpin. I I don't care for the newer one. It's not the same. I don't know. No, I haven't seen the new one. Um, he's got like digital eyes now. Oh, that's scary. That is yeah, weird. it's kind of weird. <laughs> My favorite toy was actually dirt. 
Dirt. Dirt. dirt. My kids are obsessed with this kinetic sand. Dirt, that it's man. like it's kind of like. We used to have dirt bombs. Moon sand? We used to have, like, we had yeah. little soldier You can men, make your own. And we had oh, dirt really? bombs. They have a big You throw a little dirt, chunk of dirt and be like a bomb and a big fucking yeah. dirt. I know my kids play fun. My kids play with kinetic sand more than anything else yeah. in our house. You know, I, 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 made, I made some of that moon sand. Yeah. Um, yeah. It wasn't, was it with flour? It's like flour and baby oil, basically. Okay. To make it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll show, I'll shoot you a recipe that I'm, because it's fun for the kids. To, it's easy for kids to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they can add in their food coloring to make whatever. Yeah, f- we've made our own Play-Doh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. We've done that, and it's like when it dries out. That is the most I remember when I was a kid is like Play-Doh, Gak, Flow. I, yeah, like all those. That kind of like I remember weird school flubber. and they gave us mercury to play with all the time. I was at my dad. We never had mercury. My parents yeah, you talked about how you, yeah, roll it in your hand. Fun, we used to do it all the time. So that's what's wrong with you, huh? Yeah. Play with that mercury. They would give you mercury in school. They would. Yeah. Everybody played with it. Yeah. It was like the thing that they gave you to play with. One of my favorite toys, and it was so simple. It was a, all it was was a plastic shell of the General Leaf from Dukes of Hazard. There was like plastic seats in it. There was no like uh, description really of like the inside. It was just like plastic seats, and mm-hmm. you could see like the inside of the car. There was no like door panels. I mean, it was very. Simple. It just had a, a wire bar with plastic tires on it, mm-hmm. and I used to take bottle rockets and tape them oh. to the sides of that thing. <laughs> Make it go and, nice and fast. Yep, oh, and I would light the bottle rockets and launch it off a ramp. See, I I gave up all toys because when I was twelve, my dad got me a go kart, and mm-hmm. all toys were no more. I uh-huh. like screw these toys. I got a go kart. I have a picture <laughs> of me Christmas. Uh, I think it was on Christmas Eve. I'm um, sitting on my brand new Cabbage Patch Big Wheel yep. that I loved. I wore holes in the tires on that thing in the summertime. I would do skids <sighs> on it. Alex wanted I, the Barbie Big I, Wheel. But... <laughs> the Barbie Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. There was like a like kid size Barbie Lamborghini. I asked for it for Christmas and my birthday because my birthday is February 2nd so it's like what I didn't get for Christmas I'd yep. ask for my birthday for years never, I asked for this thing and no then go. one day or one Christmas or something my mom got me like a Barbie car and I was just like I'm done. I'm done with you. <laughs> I've tried. Yeah. I don't even know. And so then the following year, I print. I was super passive aggressive. I printed off a picture of every single thing that I wanted for Christmas, <laughs> and I like was like, go to this store, ask for this thing, because I was just like, did you get any of it? Yeah, because I was, and I made a fold out, oh like my you know, God, science you a museum, presentation. yeah, and a presentation, <laughs> and she brought it with her to the stores, and I was like, I, and she was like, I was told to come here and ask for this. Here's the picture, and because I was like. I tell you what I want, and you don't understand, and so you can't get this wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, my dad got like, me. Oh my, my dad got me because AMC. Remember AMC cars? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they were doing this product, this big publicity thing, and they made uh, their cars in the go karts. So my dad, I don't know how he. Who knows how my dad got it? But mm. He got this. It was the brand new line of AMC. So it was a blue AMC Gremlin mm-hmm. go kart. Fiber Sweet. with the fiberglass body, See. and I. But I Jealous. got. I then about a month into it, I got pulled over on a road on a on a major road, oh, and the sheriff and the county sheriffs followed me home and went, knocked on my parents' door. Mm. Said, "No, he's driving on the road in this thing." Is that the one that you yeah. would lift up and kind of put a? You would lift up to get nope, in and out of right it. right in the roof. Oh, okay. Because they have the well, they have the ones. Um, a buddy of mine used to make like go karts, and he would. He, he made this one where it's actually a semi truck. 
and he sits in the top. It looks like a Valley Fair ride, but yeah, it's... mine looked like a ride too. Yeah, I rode that thing everywhere, <laughs> yeah. everywhere. I mean, literally, I rode it twenty miles away. Yeah, he had a couple NASCAR ones. We used to yeah. race up and down his street. But I... once you got that, you don't play with any of your other toys anymore. <laughs> you would, you would love my friend Parker. I grew up with him, and he, we called him Inspector Gadget because he could make anything out of anything. Well, that's what did it for me. Getting and, that go kart. Yeah, and he. He made this thing called um, Moon Patrol, where it had four-way steering. Oh, cool. So, yeah, like, you could be driving down the street. Four-way steering is cool. Sideways, the yeah. whole vehicle sideways, but you're going forward. My neighbor's got four-wheel drive tractor. It's and he would cool. use cause the Four-wheel uh, steer. A lot of people, wow. yep, yeah. four-wheel steering. Yeah. It, like in, um, You can turn around anywhere. Yep. And he would he made it for rock climbing, because that was kind of big in high school yeah. for us. Uh, a lot of my buddies, they would have vehicles that they could do rock climbing, so they had the big tires with like very little air in it, so it could grip the tire, uh, the rocks as it's going up this, you know, oh, ravine geez. type of thing. Fancy. I know, <laughs> but yeah, he would. He took a, a the Barbie Corvette Hot Wheel, you know, the motorized mm-hmm. thing, and he souped it up so it went like sixty miles an hour. I used, yeah. to, I used to skip school. <laughs> Very I used to skip unsafe. school and go to other schools. Mm-hmm. Like go to, other schools. To, to, I'd go to other schools and go to school. You would just skip your because, school to go. Just because. See what was going on. Yeah, like I'd have friends that went to other schools, so mm. I would go to their school for school that day. And Wouldn't the teachers be like, who the hell are you? They didn't. Because <laughs> I went to Catholic school, and they all went to public schools. So I, I would cut school and go to a public school that day. And I would just sit in and the class. And your parents still had to pay tuition. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> In great. And, 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 <laughs> but yeah, that, I never got, I think I got kicked out one time. They said, you don't belong in the school. Oh, really? Yeah. What did you say? I said, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> and, then, and then in high school, I did all the time. So it was every girl I liked went to a different school. So oh, I'd always go to their school and see them for lunch Why or something. Why did you just enroll? My parents wouldn't let me oh, go to school. You like, yeah, you can't go to a public school. No. But I actually. <laughs> Heathens? I actually, my parents, to to my parents let me go one year. So I went to, so my Catholic school was from kindergarten to eighth grade, mm-hmm. and then ninth grade was a middle school. Mm-hmm. It was by itself. Oh, weird. And then tenth, tenth to twelfth was St. Mark's. So from ninth grade, I begged my parents to let me go to Stanton, which was a public school, and they let me. And I went, and I was like, holy crap, I learned this stuff in fifth grade. Like, they were yeah. so far behind, yeah. like, so far behind. And it, they didn't even really teach you much. Like, they, they were very lackadaisical. Yeah. And they didn't even do roll call or nothing. Like, oh, you geez. could just not even be there. You could go, I used to go to homeroom and then leave. Yeah. As long as you were in the homeroom, you were there for the day. And yeah. I would just walk out the door and walk across the soccer field to my parents' house is across the street. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, anywho. Well, yeah, I wanted to read this news story. I find it fascinating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> About Adam Driver. Obviously, he's huge right now because of the Netflix movie. Was it a Netflix original movie, The Marriage Story? I think so. That was horrible. Yeah. Was it? It was horrible. I, I heard it was depressing. I watched it. Because Kristen was like, oh, everyone should watch it. It's so great. Like, they should be get yeah. Oscars or whatever. It took me four attempts to get through it. Because mm-hmm. they're just screaming at each other the entire time. I can't take that. Screaming the <laughs> entire time. With, like, a few... It was, like, 93% screaming. And then 7% of, like, these tender <laughs> moments. And I, I was like, this movie's horrible. can't take people uh. screaming. Oh, it's dreadful. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. But right now, too, in um, 
he was in that movie, the political docudrama of the year, The Report. And now, obviously, Star Wars is coming. So he's doing these a lot of this press stuff. And uh, the actor has spoken openly about his aversion to watching himself on screen, which is so... Yeah, I've heard that with a lot of actors and actresses. Sometimes they just don't like to watch the movie they're in. Mm-hmm. It, it, it makes them uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I've never would, watched anything of it. It would be kind of weird, I think, I, to watch I myself. did, like, two years of morning shows, and I hate watching them. I well, have them all on tape, and every time Nancy puts them on, I'm like, Turn, take that off. Like, it makes me mad. I'm like, take it off now. I don't want to hear her. I don't even want to hear myself. Well, it, well, it says here, well, he's openly talked about it, but um, he walked out of an interview on NPR's Fresh Air this month after the show aired a clip of him singing in the movie The Marriage Story. Oh, yeah. he goes, that was the most oh. self-indulgent scene. <laughs> it was him just standing there singing an entire song. Really? And I was just like... Rip, wrap it up, guy. Like it was. I was just like, is this ever gonna end? He I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to watch it if I were him either. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah, here it says that, and they go, "We well, don't really understand why he left." The executive producer, Danny Miller, tells Variety, <coughs> noting that Terry Gross, in the NPR studio in Philadelphia, had advised Driver at the NPR's New York offices to temporarily remove his headphones for the clip just as he did in the 2015 interview. So they told him to remove his headphones while they played the clip, but he didn't. He just up and left the interview. He's like, screw this. I'm out of here. Um, Maybe because they told him to take his headphones off. I, it says, but this time thought, around. They thought he, he thought they were sneaking something, trying to sneak something by him. I don't know, but it says here. Because I wouldn't be comfortable if somebody told me to take my headphones off so I can't hear what's going on. Well, they probably on. told him we're going to play a clip of you singing. Yeah. Maybe you they know. didn't. Uh, it says, but this time around, after the clip concluded, we were informed by our engineer in New York that he had walked out of the studio and left the building, said Miller. We still don't understand why. Driver recently told in the New Yorker that he went totally cold and felt like he had to puke after sitting through the 2015 premiere of Star Wars The Force Awakens. So, yeah, he's very uncomfortable seeing himself or yeah, hearing, hearing himself. himself. Yeah, So... Yeah, they forewarned. Maybe he just had a I, panic I, attack. Yeah, just freaked out. I can, yeah. I can feel his pain. Yeah, so maybe that's why he just up and left. He's just yeah, he can't freaked handle out. it. And he, you know, I had to go to that movie premiere with in L.A. that I did, mm-hmm. and I brought uh, 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 Bobby Z from Prince's son with me, mm-hmm. and. He's you know a young kid and Vicky and Bobby are like don't let anything happen to our son because he's you know taking him to L.A. Mm-hmm. and they're like don't we'll kill we'll, Bobby's like I will kill you if anything happens to my son mm-hmm. and we walk in and here comes uh, Ron Jeremy <laughs> of all people Ron Jeremy <laughs> with four <clears throat> female porn stars and they all went right up to Bobby and Vicky's son like all and start feeling his hair and they're like you're coming with us oh, <laughs> and, and he was do? all big eyed like oh, let's dear. and he's, you know, he's, t- he's 19 or 20 and he's like I'm ready to go I'm like dude sit down and shut <laughs> up <laughs> you ain't going nowhere especially with Ron Jeremy well that'll do it for today uh, tomorrow Tom will be back maybe Catherine I'm not sure she's busy trying to get things done before the holidays yep. so as I'm, we this all is are. my last show until forever until the whatever. yeah we won't see you because tomorrow's fawn's christmas concert mm-hmm. uh, maybe i'll come in for the second hour but i'm not sure because i don't know how long it's gonna take and whatever well, da- so from what i heard this morning dave mordahl will be in with doug for car selling secrets oh. tomorrow oh, so that's a programming fun. note that everybody can tune in for yeah that should be an interesting yeah. show so um but yeah we'll see you back tomorrow tomorrow uh we have a guy coming in from 
a local brewery. I, I want to say it's like Whitmore or something like that. I'm not positive. I looked it up I and don't I drink beer, completely so forgot. I drink beer. <laughs> I'll have to look into it. No, but yeah. So yeah, and then we got uh, Dave Mordal coming in with Doug for Car we'll Selling Secrets. Friday we got Acme and House of Comedy coming in, and then we're off for two weeks. So I'll, I will be putting together best ups for that as well. So yeah, we'll be back on the sixth. We will see you tomorrow. <laughs>